Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 138, Making It Easy to Drink Less. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? It's the last week of summer in our household. (laughs) Our kids are starting school next week. And so I brought them here to Carolina Beach. So I'm recording this from what I feel like is our home away from home, our second home at Carolina Beach. We rent our friend's house, their second home, whenever they don't need it or aren't using it and they only have it available to their friends a few times a year. So we come down here two or three times a year at least once during the summer for a week, and we have been planning this one for a while. So it's really fun to be down here, going to the beach, going to the pool. We're doing a movie night every night, Um, just hanging out, the kids and me. My husband is at home enjoying a nice week-long break by himself. (laughs) I have to give him credit because he had the kids and doing all of it himself when I was on my wild Alaska, Seattle, and L.A. trip. So We take turns doing things alone and with the kids and together, and it really works well for us. So anyway, um, this week, I wanted to talk to you about how you can use your brain power to help you drink less. But before I do, a couple of announcements. I'm hosting a coffee chat this Friday from the Beach House. Um, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, the link to sign up to join me for that awesome coffee chat where you can come and ask me any questions you want. And I'm an open book about all the things from coaching to drinking less to relationships to what I do on a day-to-day basis. And you can sign up to do that through the link in the show notes. So click through, sign up. It's just a sign up um, through Zoom. So you just enter your email and then you'll get the link to join me on Friday at 10 a.m. Don't miss it. This is your chance to come and engage with me, ask me questions. I would love to get to know you better as well. There's that. And then I also want to let you know that I am changing my group coaching program. And if you want to be the first people to get the details of what that new coaching program is going to look like, you can go give me your email address at www.angelamasenic.com forward slash program dash two dash O. Okay. It's going to be an upgrade to my current coaching program and I'm super excited about it. I've been coaching women in this six month group coaching program for almost two years now. I've taken almost 200 women through this group coaching program and I have learned so much and I'm ready to upgrade this program to the next level to make it easier for you when you start your journey to stop over drinking. I've received a lot of feedback about the program. It's 
it's been amazing. Women are drinking on average about 80% less than when they start, and some of them have completely quit altogether. It's definitely a successful program, but I've also incorporated some things that I think that would make it even better. And I'm super excited to announce what this looks like this fall. So if you want to be the first people that get that notification and get the details of that new coaching program, highly recommend you get over there and just enter your email address and then you'll be added to the list of the first people that get the new details. So super excited about that as well. And I'll be talking about that on my coffee chat this Friday too. But today I want to get back to helping you making it easy to drink less, which is this week's topic. So I coach women all day long on how to change their relationship with alcohol. But to do that, before we can start the change, one of the core foundations in which I teach is to help them see what their current relationship with alcohol looks like. So I've talked about this before, right, about relationships. Basically, relationships are your thoughts about the person, the place, or the thing. And today's thing is alcohol. We have a relationship with people. The quality of our relationship is dependent on our thoughts about that person. Okay, so for example, if we think they suck, they are self-centered, they don't give as much as I do, they don't care about anybody but themselves, well, that relationship for you is probably not going to be super high quality, right? But relationships and the feelings in our relationships are created in our minds, So your relationship with alcohol is also created in your mind. I have an unattached relationship with alcohol right now. My thoughts about it are, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It doesn't add anything to my life. For people with a strong attachment to it, they might think, I love my wine. I don't want to give it up. I can't imagine not drinking it. I need it. Okay, I want you to recognize that in both these scenarios I'm sharing here, these are just different thoughts about alcohol. Okay, you're probably very familiar with your thoughts about it, right? In one instance, you might think, I love wine. And then in the next instance, you might say, I hate drinking so much. So you might have a tumultuous relationship with it. It might feel good and bad or mostly bad or mostly good. The way it feels depends on what you are thinking about it at the time. Drinking alcohol doesn't make you feel emotionally good or bad. Your thoughts do that. Okay? So you, when you want to change your relationship with alcohol, we need to uncover what you currently think about it. Okay? In all the different scenarios, before you drink it, while you drink it, after you drink it, you have thoughts, right, depending on what scenario you are in with it. We also need to uncover what you think when you decide you will not drink. I'm going to repeat that. We also need to uncover what you think when you decide you will not be drinking. What do those thoughts sound like? Do they sound like, ooh, I love not drinking. I feel so clear and connected and proud of myself when I don't drink. Or do they sound like, not drinking is boring. I'm missing out. This sucks. I wish I could drink. This is so important for y'all to start paying attention to. We can't make permanent changes with our relationship with alcohol or any relationship unless we can get conscious of our current thoughts. This is important because we are motivated to seek pleasure and avoid pain and save energy. 
This is our foundational basic human programming. It's the motivational triad. So if we don't know what we are thinking and how that plays into the motivational triad, it can feel like you're pushing through mud. You're going to notice that your life feels bleh, like no matter how hard you try and change it externally, you might get that new job or move into that new house or lose some weight. After pushing through, you settle back into your regular routine and feel more blah. It's because your thoughts haven't changed. Your thoughts make you feel a range of emotions, some positive, some negative, some just neutral. And your brain will recognize these emotions as painful or as feeling good. When your brain recognizes these emotions as difficult or painful, the motivational triad will dictate what happens next. If they are painful, your brain will motivate you to avoid that pain and seek pleasure and save your energy. If they're feel-good ones, it'll motivate you to keep doing whatever you are doing to get that feel-good feeling. Are you guys following me? So when you think, I hate not drinking when everyone else is drinking, you might feel resentful or deprived. Okay, both of these emotions, the brain will identify as painful and then it's going to motivate you to go seek pleasure and avoid pain. So this might look like you going against your plan and pouring a drink anyway. It might look like you're deciding to stay home alone instead of going to the party, which is that avoiding. It might look like you clenching up or resisting the feelings, right, of that deprivation or resentment. And then when you get home, you might drink or decide next time you're at a party, you're going to drink as much as you damn well please. Okay. I, if you guys need to pause and take notes and go back and listen to it, I highly recommend you do, because if you can understand this and make this click for you, it can really help you make some changes. So if you thought instead, I'm excited to learn how I can socialize, socialize without alcohol or I'm curious about what this will be like, or I'm working on honoring my commitments around alcohol, you might feel excited or curious or committed. Those emotions will be registered as feel-good emotions, and then you will be motivated to keep feeling this way, right? So you'll likely not drink. You will likely stay on track with your goals. You will engage in conversation and not make decisions to drink the next time you're in this situation because your brain is registering it as a positive experience. It felt good, so it's going to want to repeat that right? Remember, we are motivated to seek pleasure and avoid pain and save energy. So if it's a pleasurable experience, you're going to be motivated to create that pleasure, pleasurable experience again. So self-coaching, which means understanding how your current thoughts are playing into this or having a coach like me can help you identify those thoughts that aren't supporting your desire to make these changes as easy as possible. You want to learn how to use your motivational triad to help you make this easier, not harder. It's hard because you want to change, but then you have thoughts that make it feel painful, much more painful than it needs to be. And we don't check your thoughts. You will likely just give up because again, the motivational triad, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, saving energy. It takes a lot of energy to push through, to fight with yourself, to say, I don't want to drink. But then when it's time to not drink, there's a huge battle in your head about it. That is taking so much energy. It's exhausting. And then we give up. 
I really want you to see this and grasp it. Your thoughts, the sentences in your brain that chatter, will contribute contribute to it feeling easy or hard. So if you want to use this motivational triad or basic programming, which is always running 24-7 to help you, you've got to start looking at how you are thinking about the areas in your life that you want to improve. Another really good example to illustrate this is exercising. So if you don't have a solid exercise routine and you want to be someone who exercises and enjoys it and feels naturally motivated to do it, we have to look at what you think about exercise before you exercise, while you are exercising, and after you exercise. Same thing as what I was talking about with alcohol, right? You want to look at what you're thinking about alcohol before you drink it, while you drink it, and after you drink it. So for the exercise, are you dreading exercise? This means you have thoughts like, I don't want to do it. It's too hot outside. I don't feel like it today. Or are you looking forward to it? This means you have thoughts like, I can't wait to get out there. I'm going to have a good workout today. I can't wait to run fast and listen to my jams. If you have thoughts like the latter, you're going to feel more naturally motivated to go do the exercise. If, you're, if you have dreading thoughts, it's going to feel hard and you will delay and again, pushing through mud to get out the door. And even if you do have the dreading thoughts and you do go out and do the exercise, when it's time to exercise again tomorrow, your brain is going to remember that experience as a negative one because you had negative thoughts about it, right? And you had a memory of it being hard and it's going to motivate you to avoid that and go get some pleasure. So again, it'll feel very challenging and hard to go do it. So after a few days of this battle, what's likely to happen? More exercise? Enjoying this new routine that you're creating? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably going to be like, eh, and no, <laughs> right? But if you can think in a way that makes you feel energized or excited to go exercise, and then while you are exercised, you have thoughts like, ooh, this feels good. I'm enjoying myself. I love a good sweat. Your brain will remember that experience as positive and it will want to repeat that experience, okay? So when it's time to exercise again, your brain's going to motivate you to go outside and go do it because it was pleasurable. We can use this programming we have to make it feel easier to do the things we want to be doing. And we do that by examining our thoughts. We have to be aware of our current thoughts before we can change them. I know I say this a lot, but it's the truth. A lot of people want to avoid their current thoughts because they don't want to look at it because they think it's going to be super painful. And if you can just do it do it with love and curiosity, it doesn't have to be that way, okay? I also don't believe in just repeating mantras or telling yourself you are excited to not drink at the party when you actually don't believe that. You need to find a thought that you actually believe that feels good and true for this to work. So explore new thoughts by writing down what you could think instead. Try them on like a pair of dreams. You write them down, you say them to yourself, and notice how they make you feel. You'll know right away if it feels good or not. And then practice thinking the new thought like it's your job. See it. Write it down every day. Remember to practice thinking it instead of scrolling or just getting a snack. <laughs> okay? When you find yourself wanting to go do something, oh, let me just check Facebook real quick, or you know, let me ruminate on something. <laughs> How about you think, oh, I could practice thinking my new thought for a minute, right? You want to practice thinking the new thought so you can program your brain.
It takes repetition and practice. I don't drink alcohol anymore, and it's because of my dedication and practice of doing exactly what I'm sharing with you here. I'm also an athlete. I run four to five times a week, and I regularly do physically challenging exercises because of doing this work, and I enjoy it. It's part of my life. It's what I do. Just like part of my life is not drinking. It's just naturally how I live my life. I don't have to work at it. I don't have to motivate myself to not drink or to exercise because I've done the work on the forefront of changing the way I think about that stuff, okay? When I'm running, I'm filling my brain with all the beautiful things I'm seeing and noticing. I'm thinking my body is amazing for being able to run this far. I think this feels amazing. I feel alive and free. I'm consciously appreciative of a cool breeze that hits my skin while I'm hot or a shady part of my run, right? If I'm running down a street and there's a shady side of the street, I'm running on it. I'm like, ooh, this feels good. I'm so thankful for this shade. Okay, and all of this makes me feel like a total badass when I am running and I feel amazing. And when I'm done running, I congratulate myself for the work I just did. And I tell myself, thank you. And I pause and I appreciate myself for doing it. And I don't have to force myself for thinking this way. Once I started doing it and I felt the feel good effects of it, I was naturally motivated to keep noticing and keep saying these things to myself And then I found I never wanted to miss a run. I even run on vacation. I ran yesterday. I ran six miles on the beach. Okay. As a matter of fact, running on vacation is one of my favorite activities because I get to go see these new things and see things I probably wouldn't see normally. Right. And once you practice doing this in one area of your life, it will bleed over into the other areas. You can see how you're thinking about your work, your relationships, yourself. And then you start shifting those thoughts a little bit, and then you will notice that your life feels better and brighter. And you don't have to change one single thing about your life to experience a life that feels amazing. Of course, you can change your circumstances. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that sometimes, like get a new job or a new relationship, a new house, lose weight, stop over drinking. And I challenge you to go for the things that you want to have that you currently don't have. But before you do that, Understand how your thoughts play into where you are now and the quality of life you have is so critical and how your thoughts motivate us to keep doing more of what we actually don't want to be doing or how they help us do the things we actually want to be doing. Hey, don't forget to sign up for my coffee chat. We can explore this a little bit further together this Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. The link is in the show notes. And if you would like to have me as your life coach, I would love to coach you. I'm actually about to shut down the enrollment for my current Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program so I can build my next amazing program. So if you want in, get in now, okay? Because when I change it over, the price is going up. And who's ever currently enrolled at the time that that happens, you get all the good uh, information, all the new refresh. And you get to get coaching now instead of waiting for that to happen. So I highly recommend you click through. There's a link in here that gives you all the details of the coaching program. There's three videos to watch that goes over the problem, the problem with over drinking. And then the solution, how I help you in my program. And then all the third videos, all the details, the format, the pricing of the program, all that good stuff. So take some time, go look at it. And I would love to have you get your applications in now. And I will talk to you all soon, my friends. Love you all. Bye.
Get out.